Welcome to Mike and Mike Theology Plus, the podcast where we talk about all things related to Christian theology. Welcome to Mike and Mike Theology Plus, where theology matters. And today, as you, if you're watching the video, you already know. If you're on the podcast, you don't know. Right. But maybe you do now. Yeah. Because we're joined by Kiefer and yes. Sarah. Yes. You, you want to say your last name? Well, or you want to be anonymous? We're anonymous. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't care. We're gonna drop our voice a lower octave, and yeah. then we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll darken we'll, us out a little I'll bit. I'll put yeah. the like the <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I did it. I did it. The, the names have been changed for the protection of the the people, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, we've actually talked about uh, Kiefer and Sarah in the past on our podcast, where we definitely did not call them the Navies. Oh, oh no. Are, and there's the, the last name. Yeah, so we're, we're good. Right. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So we're good, though. It's fine. Uh, so Kiefer and Sarah help us admin a Facebook group, which if you're not already a member, I suggest you join. Yeah. yeah. Theology yeah. Matters. There you go. I had to wear it. Yeah. yeah. I had to. It's good. I figured if anyone's watching, they would, they would right. see it. Hopefully. They'd be like, oh, man. Right. That'd be cool. So... Um, we thought we'd talk about a couple topics, so we're actually going to be recording, uh, I think, three different podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and if uh, committed for the long haul. Right, right. So. But we do have Sarah May Lee come and go because their daughter is in the nursery back. So yeah, she's she, losing her mind. So she walks <laughs> away from the video or on the audio if you don't hear her for a while, that's fine. Yeah. She's yep. just... Uh, I'm, I'm actually not allowed to speak, so yeah, it's here. yeah. No. And the kids slept for two hours in the car on the way here. She slept two thirds of the way here, yeah. but now as we sit down to record, she is yeah. like, "Hear me Life roar!" Right, right. So, no, but uh, anyways, well, thanks for having us. We're very excited. Uh, I'm so excited that we maybe drove we, three hours. We did. We did. Do this with you, so. And uh, to eat at Pugin's Porch as well. Yes. Which I don't know if we can say. We may have to buy the rights for me to say. <laughs> uh, I reference a lot of stuff, so there's going to be a lot of yeah, royalties you guys are going to have to have to chip out. Well, I think they had to pay us for advertising, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's how it works. And the good news yeah. is nobody listens to this, so we'll never be caught. <laughs> <laughs> the Putin Sports is going to get tagged, and they're going to be, "What's this?" Yeah. And they're like, "Oh no, I owe him a dollar." Yeah, we're going to get a sponsor. So. Yeah. So I think we're going to talk about the church, mm-hmm. um, or to use the big five dollar word, ecclesiology. Yes, yeah. which is my favorite book of the Bible as well. <laughs> uh, the wisdom literature, ecclesiology. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, but <laughs> I think I think that's it. But yeah, sorry, I've already derailed this. No, it's that's good. My bad. It's, it's all good. So. Um, I was mentioning that I had written a paper for my master's degree and that one of the possibilities for the podcast was I could just read all nine pages of that for everyone, which would probably be a very interesting podcast. Mm. I'd go home. <laughs> I would listen to it. It'd be like listening to something on Audible, which is another another royalty thing. Sorry. Well, maybe now Audible will sponsor this. <laughs> yeah. And at the beginning, you'll have to say, sign up and get a free book. That's right. That's right. So you're welcome. <laughs> well, actually, on two podcasts ago, timeline-wise, it just posted yesterday, actually, 
I actually did put a link into an Audible book for Improbable Planet, but you know, so that's that was in the doobly doo. Is that a, is that a C.S. Lewis book? No. It, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's no. out of the Silent Planet. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Improbable Planet is by Hugh Ross. So I have been seeing that pop around. Is it really good? I thought it was really, really good. He talks about all the things that would have had to happen and how while there may be billions and billions of stars there's no one spot in our whole universe that's just like our spot um, oh word yeah so that sounds interesting yeah. i'd be into that yeah i so. like stuff like that so i really want to get uh Vern Poitras' new book on eden and like the first like three chapters mm-hmm. of genesis it looks really interesting but his books are super boring sorry for dr <laughs> Vern. uh they're really they're really that when you buy a very important book you are saying something about yourself yeah. Yeah. uh or ordering because lifeway doesn't carry his books but uh there's too much on of uh heaven is for real on the shelves to make room for uh, or there's uh, a lot of beth moore in there yeah, yeah i actually and, and this is not there's just, like Three different versions of Jesus calling. No, three? There's like twelve. There's like twelve. Yeah. Okay, twelve. It gets its well, own. There's Jesus show. calling. Jesus calling for Jesus teens. coming home. There's Jesus calling too. Well, I mean, I'm talking about there's Je- just Jesus calling for teens and for kids yeah. and normal ones. Well, then you got the hardback, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got the leather, and then yeah. you got the, like the simulated, and then right. she's yeah. written three or four sequels. And <laughs> she has, she has for sure. And then there's like there's always the gift the. Uh, Jesus calling for uh, firefighters. Jesus calling for they're always it's something, and then they also have a Gaither homecoming study Bible, which I saw the last time I was in there. But the, the what I was saying about the theology is I was actually in there because they're closing all their brick and mortar stores. Yeah, literally the the theology section was eleven books. <laughs> it was were four they all copies. MacArthur? No, they had no MacArthur, really? and it was just four copies of the eleven books. And I was like, is this all the theology you have? And they were like, yeah, they took all the others. And I'm like, okay. And I went, I, I picked, I almost picked up a copy for Brian Cole's listening. They had uh, the, the Heiser book. It was half off and I still didn't buy it. <laughs> it was like $11. Still didn't pull the trigger. So anyways, but um, so yeah, church, I'm actually interested. I want to read your paper. All right, yeah. I, 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 I not can, right now. You don't have to read it out no, loud yeah, now. But I, what but. I can do, since I referenced it, I could like put it in Dropbox and put a link here, but then I could also maybe post it on Theology Matters for comment and Yeah, that would be good. So. That would be really yeah. good. I forget that we're recording this as well. Do I need to look at that? But no, we, no one wants to see you look at it. That's true. That's so it's good. That's true. <laughs> she starts making any sound. Oh, no, she's yeah. fine. Okay. She's, we don't ever look at it, really. Okay, it, cool. It, it feels very, like, I know you're supposed to, but I just can't ever make that feel natural. <laughs> yeah, so we, so we just about, look at each other a lot. <laughs> we get about 40 people regularly listen to the podcast, which That's I think is success. Through anger. Yeah. Through I'm it, one yeah. Of those people. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, yeah, so you get to hear this one. And then maybe five or six through okay. YouTube. But we, uh, I still feel Well, now you're going to start getting sponsors because of me. Right. So. I only watch the video. Where there's a will, there's a subway. Okay. So there's another one. <laughs> there's only one way. It's not. It's not Subway. That's for uh, sure. I only so, watched it once to find out whose voice belonged to who because I was getting really bothered. Right. You know. So, so I that's figure out want. who I like the most. Right. So yeah, yeah, she definitely plays favorites. Yeah, one hundred percent. So <laughs> cool. So church stuff. Yeah. So the church. <laughs> so 
We were talking about before, because ecclesiology is kind of a big topic. It's broad, yeah. Um, and uh, I think, you know, what's the purpose of the church? Our church has a saying that you will hear tomorrow, if I'm assuming you are visiting tomorrow. We're going to try. Okay. We're going to try. We may have to leave earlier than we expected. Okay. But. So if you if you do show up tomorrow, then you will hear us say that we exist to glorify God by bringing sinners to Christ and saints to Christ likeness, mm-hmm. which I think is a really good, tight, compact, because it's kind of got, you know, the overall purpose is to glorify God, which right. is all of our lives. And then the functions are, you know, it's been bandied about a couple ways, evangelism, edification, uh, witness, and there's another W that goes along with witnessing, but all these kind of the, you know, bringing people in and then building them up, which is all based on Matthew 18 of making disciples, baptizing them, teaching them to do all that we command, all that I commanded to you. You might find that in Matthew 28. 28. Yeah. Yeah. 18 has a different purview for the church. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to think. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. Matthew 28. Right. Almost at 18 again. Yeah. Well, that deals with ecclesiology. Yeah, it does. It's true. It does. It's a different different side of it. It's not the bringing in, but the taking out if necessary. Well, hopefully bringing back in. Yeah. yeah, that would be the goal right. of it, ultimately. Really? Well, no, because everybody always says we just want to kick people out and be judgmental. Isn't that the point of Matthew 18? Yes, that's true. Yeah, it makes, it's, makes it's me feel better about myself. people who don't look or act or talk like you at all. Right. And this is just the easy way. Just one, two, three, they're gone. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's what I took away from it. Nice. Or the Gaither Home Study Bible. That <laughs> that's, that's what and it says. Isn't yes. It has like a note. On the side, <laughs> it's it's honestly under the given to line. Yeah. It's like this Bible is presented by, and then it said that. Okay, which is a weird part to put a footnote right there. But uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, you need to do more talking because I will derail this no, it's real bad. Sorry, no, it's you've good. listened to the podcast before, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. Sorry, now I just get to add to it. <laughs> we need to bring them to an Apollos meeting one time. Oh yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um. So, but we weren't. I, I, I've got a lot of. As I mentioned before, we started a lot of P's here, which in my book means it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, because mm. you only get that alliteration if, you know, the Holy Spirit comes up on you strongly, yeah. in a strong, strong way. Obviously, I'm joking. Um, but, uh, so, you would specifically mentioned maybe talking about the church government. Yeah, like and, offices in the church. Yeah, and yeah. Um, maybe people in the church mm-hmm. so I can keep talking I, I want but do you want to maybe say what you were going to say or can sure. we start with a mission possibly like a general overall of the mission and how that ties into it because I don't like because like I mean I've been in this area for a few minutes but like the mission of the church in Charlotte and uh, it, it's it's a lot different than what the biblical mission I would say is mm-hmm. um so I think clarifying like that. So for, for like me, I think the church is for believers. I don't think it's a primary like weapon of evangelism. Uh, but it's the reverse in Charlotte. In the Charlotte, it's very much like... Is it like every single church in Charlotte is reversed? Most. Or just, okay. is, is that where Furtick is? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. It yes. is. And it's the on The man every... who has actually said, if you want to be a disciple, this isn't the church for yes. you. Precisely. Right. Yes. Right. And everywhere you go, there are stickers of said church. Yeah. We already said Furtick. So yeah, elevation. So it's really, you'd be careful what you say because if you're in a room and you're talking crap about elevation, there's probably a handful of people 
that are going to. Can she say that word? Um, we might bleep her out. Okay. Really? I'm yeah. sorry. After I said that, everyone. <laughs> <out. laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. You but just anyways. ran through your head what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hmm. But yeah, no, but you really did. If you did. say something negative about it, you have right. to be careful because it's probably someone that either has gone or is consistently going. Right. So that, That's not terribly dissimilar here. With um, We've got two very large churches, New Spring oh, and yeah. Seacoast. Yeah. So, I forget about that. Um, they're both very seeker-friendly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um and it's 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 the purveying, mm-hmm. and and it, a lot of people are saved through that. It's not, not, and it's not necessarily that they stay, but they may be saved through that church, and then they think that's just how church should be, if that makes sense. So they mm-hmm. kind of carry that with them everywhere mm-hmm. they go. So that's something that definitely, like, I think it's like, oh well, this is how it's supposed to be. So the, I'm going to go to this thing, and then if it's not like that, if it doesn't have the lights, if it doesn't have the show, if it doesn't mm-hmm. have the band, if it doesn't have, you know, um, lattes. Yeah, pretty, Kid, pretty kids much. Kids ministry. So, like, someone reached out to me at one point and was asking <laughs> for a church suggestion, and I was like, well, what are you looking for? And it was uh, uplifting message, great music, and a, and a kid's band. Uh, or a kid, not a kid's band. It's not a band of children playing. Kids in a solid kids what? Lakewood? No, not... <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not... Does it not check all of those boxes? Right. Yeah. It does. It does. And that's and again, that's every mega church in Charlotte has all of those things. Um, and that's what people are looking for. Um, but for me, when we joined our church, they sent us an article. I think it was Keach. I think it was a Benjamin Keach excerpt where the marks of a true church are expository preaching, proper administration of the sacraments, and biblical discipline yeah. is, is pretty much the marks of the right. three. Which was the standard in the Reformation. Yes. I mean, that's how they define the church. Yes. Yeah. And and I was like, I'm, I literally went through my, my list and I was like, yeah, I don't think I have a church for you. <laughs> I mean, like, I do have a church for you, yeah. but I don't have the church that you're going to want. Well, what's funny is that person had just left the exact church that she described. Right. <laughs> right. And so. they were a church that gave away, uh, I played there one time and they gave away a copy of a Joel Osteen book. Ooh. Uh yeah. So is that the church that gave away a car at Easter? No, but that's very. They close have before. To us. Oh, okay. They have before, but no, that is super close to us. The other, the one church that was close to us this year. If you invited twenty people, they gave you a flat screen television. So, uh, which is just Easter Sunday is becoming Black so Friday, much. but uh, it's just so much fun. <laughs> it's so so much it's fun Good Friday, then Easter, not Black. Friday. Black Friday, right, 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 for sure. So it's just, and that purveying culture is something that you almost have to fight. Like you almost have to tell someone, like, "Hey, look, I want you to come to my church." Um, You know, we're not going to pay you to be here. We're not going to pay you to be here. Your kids are going to sit with you. Yeah. Are Uh, you guys family integrated? Yes. Okay. Yes. We have a nursery, but we do have a nursery, but it's like trying to tell people, like, that you know, the band is not going to open with. A top 40 hit or a song they wrote it's going to be a hymn of sorts uh the preaching is going to be a little bit longer and it's gonna it's probably gonna touch on some nerves a little bit mm-hmm. and then you know if, and we have we have three elders and we can get all into into all this stuff but uh you know it's those two things right there just the sermon and the how music how many of your elders are women 
All of them, actually. We, we, yeah, no. Uh, I was going to try to go with it, but I can't because we live in the same village from the movie The Village, so right. it's just really hard to find. That's what hurts our church the most is the secluded location. But uh, anyways. We need to have like a sarcasm sign. That yeah, he yeah, really does need to light it up yeah. because yeah. – yeah. I'm sorry. So, uh, I anyways, no. Table and he's, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, don't take this seriously. Yes, that's what you should do. But, I always uh, know, usually. Yeah. Usually. But anyway, so church-wise, that's, and again, if yeah. you have it here, if you're fighting that pervading right. culture, it's like, I won't, you know, you invite your friends and they will come once and then they won't, right. and they'll never bring it up again. Yeah. So that's kind of something you're fighting. So then for me, yeah. the mission of the church would be more so building the believers to be sent out. And in what you describe, how much of that would you say is like rigid biblical and what would you say there's some leeway on? Because we're integrated during our worship service, except for we do have like nursery for younger kids. And then after our worship service, we have a kid's church where our kids will exit, but that's really designed for five to fifth grade. We say fifth grade for me. Once our kids get third or fourth, especially if they claim to be believers, I say, okay, you, right. you, it's now time for you to start saying staying in the service. Yeah, um, I think for sure when they start, because like when I the, she grabbed a picture the last time I preached, and and when I was reading, there was like a five year old. She's five or seven. She's, like she's five. She's five, and she grabbed like the Bible out of the pew and like opened it. It was like because she's seen that's what her seen what her parents did. So I would lean a little bit more on that. Is it distracting at times? Yeah, I mean kids are going to be kids and make sound. Um, I think in the biblical sense, I mean, I mean, I feel like a lot of the original churches were probably home churches, so it just was natural and it happened unless they were meeting in the temple or the tabernacle. So it's just there. Yeah, I guess for me. It seems like there's stuff that's tradition and stuff yeah. that's biblical. And like if we were to have a church in a different country, some of the things that we would feel yeah. like, wow, this is kind of integral to a church, I think we'd find, uh, that's not really like, so what's, I guess I would say, you know, what's the, the, the locus? The non-negotiables? Yeah, the non-negotiables. And then what would be like some of the stuff that, would be somewhat negotiable, perhaps. I mean, I think the three things I named, expository preaching and proper administration of the sacraments and biblical discipline. Yeah, I definitely agree on those. Things those things I won't, I won't. Uh, and I, I don't admit, like I've definitely sacrificed on those things because I'm a musician and I like playing with good, good artists and good musicians and things like that. So I've definitely like sometimes taken a back seat on that, but... Uh, marriage really changed a lot of that, especially being like responsible for mm-hmm. my wife and getting us in a church uh, because I was basically playing at like a different church every weekend for a while and that was just unhealthy. And then we got married and we helped plant a church in Charlotte uh, that we're not at anymore. But it just trying to find a church where we can go to together that I trust, but it's like preaching is what I'm first now looking for mm-hmm. versus a band to play with. Right. So, like, even my own heart that's transferred, but. And then also being prideful because I was into like theology at a young age and learned stuff. There was that attitude of like, you can't really tell me nothing or you can't straighten me out or anything because I know more than you or something. It's the, it's, uh, 
it's that kind of pride died down. That was killed really fast, and and love at our church. So our church is very good on on things like that and very open about stuff like that. So I would say those are the three non negotiables you can take. It doesn't bother me if you play a more updated song or something like that. It doesn't bother me. Like reckless love. Oh man, that one. Let's not let's not open that can. Let us <laughs> that not. One was, that one was bad. That was it's the reckless love, the sloppy wet. It's it's all sloppy yeah. wet kiss. I think well, that I, one uh, I don't know. You don't know that one? How uh, is it? Sloppy wet kiss. Oh, heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. No, uh, that's a the, Charlie the guy one, that. The one that really drove me um, crazy was by Mike's chair, and it was saying that that's you were you were worthy. Um, that he died for you. I don't even remember it. Um, and I've never I was like, heard of him. Mike's chair. I remember Mike's chair. Uh, but I've, yeah. I've never yeah. really been big into Christian music. I was for a while because like <laughs> I had to be. Yeah, I, I'm just not a music guy. I, uh, I actually I play guitar, or I don't know if I can still claim that. But I've never for the last ten years, if I'm in the car by myself, I'm going to listen to a podcast or a sermon. Right. Just not not saying, oh, look at me, I'm holy. But that's just what I want to do. Yeah. Just listening to a whole bunch of music is not entertaining to me. Someone yeah. worth dying for. Uh, Oof. Yeah. So I think those are definitely three. Not and then whether you do family integrated, whether you have, you know, except like some some churches they just you know they don't have the ability, they don't have the space. It's like you know what, like maybe we could we have someone in our church who has a real heart for discipling young children. We've got a couple moms sure. who live for it, but you don't have the space. So it's, it's tough. So I'm not going to say it's like, well, we're going to be integrated for a while and then we're going to do this. And if you can, you can. It's not it's not necessarily a hill I'm willing to die on, but I do think it's – it's. I think there could be fruitful – fruit or fruit in both routes. Yeah. So other than the rosary, what other sacraments would you put in? <laughs> <laughs> the first part of your sentence is always <laughs> – um, I'm trying to think. Definitely pictures of Jesus. Right. Uh I like those right. uh, icons. Icons for right. sure. Uh, I mean, stained glass windows. Stained glass windows right. for sure. I mean, I just think that a proper administration, and we say it every week. You know, we have, uh, and we can talk about this because he wants to talk about. Well, you're stepping away. <laughs> uh, when the lightning comes, I want to be safe. Uh, right, right, right. I think right. I think God has a sense of humor. Um, so, but I mean, clearly, we would say baptism is a sacrament, right? Would yes. you say that? Okay. Yes, and I think... Lord's Supper? For sure. Yeah. Um, now, I've heard you uh, sometimes put church discipline under the title of sacrament. Is that true? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> something else? Anything else other than those two? Just the two. Just the two. Just okay. Two. Okay. okay. Okay, that's... I, we're pretty great. I thought I heard you say that... Which I thought... I've never heard church discipline be put under the title of sacrament before, so... So I think we're all agreed... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and at our church does it, uh, and again, proper administration is is uh, we we are open, but we do fence if someone's under church discipline, which I think is an appropriate thing to do. Um, that's not happened, I don't believe, while we've been there. If it is, I've I've missed it. I'm kind of like uh, so a quick <laughs> a quick story. Someone spray painted our our communion cup holder. Like that, the thing they just sprayed it because I guess it looked bad. So they spray painted it. So now the cups stick a little bit. So the first time I did communion was Christmas Eve, and one of the elders grabbed one. It was stuck. He was like, "It's fine. Just grab the one next to it." Two rows later, 
person goes for the same cup and is committed, and it's the plastic <laughs> little things. She grabs it, fights it, it cracks, explodes, goes all over me, goes all over her, and uh, I haven't administered since <laughs> they asked me to and I was like ah, I can't do it I got a tremor in my hand I can't handle it but uh, but anyway you got so the like, yips with communion yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I haven't personally I don't think it's happened but and we always read we make sure I pulled up uh, 1 Corinthians 11 um, so then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sin against the body and blood of the Lord let, the, let a person examine himself in this way let him eat the bread and drink Uh, from the cup whoever eats and drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment on himself Um, so we always read that we want to make sure we 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 come to that which that's you know that's another argument for the the pedo credo argument especially as we were going to talk about it a little bit with having believers and non-believers mixed and you serve them communion you're kind of like aiding and abetting in a way um, which is a concern right Um, do you think so I've had this discussion, and I know, I, I think probably based on how you use those verses, we may have a slight dis- disagreement about what Paul's saying there, but I was raised with that. So I just want to throw this out, and we don't have to come to an agreement. But it seems like, to me, what Paul is saying is that during the Corinthian church, you had the rich landowners, masters, whatever, showing up at the love feast mm-hmm. and taking communion, the Lord's supper to such an excess that they're getting drunk. Right. Paul's like, you're getting drunk at your love feast. Can you get drunk at home? I think that's what he says. Something like that. Um, well, he says you get drunk. Can't you drink at home? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of chides them like, don't you. And then these other people come in from the field and, they, you know, there's nothing left for them, for them to partake. And it seems like that's the context of what he's saying, don't take it in an unworthy manner. Like, so I, I guess I struggled with, you know, some, I, I know, I've heard people, even people I, you know, love and trust and think a lot of say, well, if you have unrepentant sin, or if you're an unbeliever and you take the Lord's Supper, then this is what Paul's talking about. But it, I guess I just don't see it from the context. And so maybe I'm just missing it. Um, right. I think it's more so, I mean, the head, the chapter heading, or excuse me, the paragraph heading is about self-examination. So I think ultimately it's kind of one of the, I don't want to go like medieval and say that there's multiple layers to the meaning of the text in a way. But I think it's primarily just about self-examination. And especially in the Bible Belt, if you grew up taking me, there's a way to take it very passively and not take it very seriously, right. uh, which I would argue that the people in our church are, I mean, as far as I know, they're all believers. So right. we take it every <laughs> five weeks. So there can definitely be a way to check out. And we always leave an opportunity for silence at the beginning for self-reflection, self-examination to take it in yeah. that And just to be clear, way. I'm not against, I'm not for unrepentance. <laughs> I, <laughs> or, it's I'm on the record for, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, and I'm not for unbelievers taking the communion. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I don't know if that verse is for that. Did you, you pulled up your Bible like you're going to read something. Oh, okay. He just wanted to make sure I was, I was not making it up as I go. <laughs> you got to keep Kiefer in check. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think those things, the proper administration. And then I guess the third thing would be the, since we talked about 
well, I guess I don't even know if we're talking about expositional preaching should be self-explanatory. Right. Uh, and, and like we do, we're actually we're in. I have a whole topical sermon on why you should be expositional. <laughs> That's know, great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, like, so we're actually, and I've never seen this. Um, we're working through the Gospel of John now, and then once we finish that, we're done with all Johannine literature. So he preached through Revelation last year, which was fantastic. He's, uh, he never said from the pulpit the perspective that he took, um, but it was basically positive, a nil, partial preteristic, which was fantastic. Um, and then we did the... Uh, <laughs> uh, we did... Uh, Is we did, okay? We did the three <laughs> Johns. We did the, uh, okay. the, the John's epistles, which I preached the thir- third John, mm-hmm. which I haven't read since I dropped out of seminary, so oh, I been married say like ever. six years ago, seven years ago, uh, probably haven't read or deeply studied, and that was that was really fun. But yeah, once we finished John, so just going through, but he, he's not walking through like verse for verse, spending a, a sermon on each verse. He does like as long as it's expositional, you right. don't have to John MacArthur at name drop, and um, then yeah. you know where you're spending seven years in Matthew. You can. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't. But think. if you do that, you can just take the transcripts and then sell them as commentaries. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We were just talking about how I should get. Yeah. I said it earlier. I was like, if we go to Lifeway and they have them all on sale, I should buy them. Then I was like, oh yeah, I could just listen to them for free on the right. the app. But uh, have you ever actually taken a transcript next to the commentary? Sort of. I mean, they are lightly edited yes. from the transcript to the book. Uh, Talking about his New Testament commentaries. Yes. I mean, he basically published them after he preached through that book. Mm. Huh. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of his topical books are like that as well. I mean, he because he does do a lot of topical sermon series in a sense. I think on like his night times and then he like his evening services and then he puts those into books. So it, yeah, John it MacArthur After Dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why well, do we just Wednesday night? Mac just Sunday night. night. Yeah. They do. <laughs> Anyways. Honestly, so, yes, that doesn't surprise me at all because he's his books are literally just yeah. So expositional preaching, proper administration of the sacraments, and then biblical discipline. So like our church, we have three elders and they they all participate in it. But uh, and like our pastor is literally, I, I mean, I'm gonna gush for sure because I I mean we love our church. Like our church is like we we just love it and we we're so happy we finally we looked and like not to like you know mess with any or talk trash about anybody like we just were never fully happy where we were until we found our church and uh we've just been elated um since we since we we started going and joined and and uh but our pastor is like if you've ever read Baxter's reformed pastor i mean it's it's him like he's he knows every person in our church he knows mm-hmm. everything that's going on with them like it's awesome um they all have their strengths steve does a lot of the preaching uh i call him bishops as well to irritate them a little bit <laughs> uh, bishop steve bishop joe is really great with admin stuff that's a and great he's idea a teacher. it is now <laughs> bishop joel yeah yeah and then uh um our third elder is actually the biblical counseling professor at the Charlotte RTS. Oh wow! Yeah, so he does he does that, and his I think his they wife let pastors does, teach there. Sorry, they let uh, Baptists teach at RTS. Yes, the I think only he's Baptist the only on one. Staff. Yeah, oh, wow. he's the only one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how he pulled that off, but but yeah, and yeah. they're all great. We love them all, yeah. and and we're really blessed to kind of go to have that dynamic. Um, but biblical discipline and, and it's and I try to do it in a way that 
brings them back into the, the fold. They call a to to repentance, mm-hmm. um, and they do it really really well. From 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 what I've heard, I mean, like I said, I don't think there's been anything since we've been there. Um, but we love our church. We love, and then there's the people of the church, which I guess is the last part of the equation in a way. Um, you know, they just took us in immediately. There's a lot of young parents. We joined when Sarah was pregnant, and we're way behind everyone there. It's like 48 kids. Uh, it's like a Mennonite colony. We it's are wild. really outnumbered. <laughs> Probably four to one. Yeah. Four so, to one. Nah. But uh, but anyways, um, so so yeah, those three things as far as the church goes, I think are essential, non-negotiable. I think you can see all of those things in Scripture, specifically Matthew uh, 18. Uh, right? It's Matthew 18. is biblical discipline, That's right? just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's discipline. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. I just want not Matthew 28. And then it ends, but it ends with prayer meetings. Right. Yes. Where yeah. two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in your midst. Yeah. Yeah, that's we're going to, I think that's one so of our questions. discipline, 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 quick change at the end to prayer meetings. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so when three people pray, is definitely going to happen. Right. Well, sometimes two. Two or three, right. Yeah, because it's two, two or three, three. Right. Then, for sure, what you pray for is going to happen. Right. Yeah, but I if mean, you're at home by yourself, all bets are off. Yeah. Man, all of the other tough. promises about praying according to the will of God, they do not apply when you're alone. Correct. Right. And if you don't end it in Jesus' name, you just wasted your time, God's time. <laughs> oxygen. <laughs> oxygen. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's... for sure. So... <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, anyways, so how do you guys feel about? Uh, do you mind if I ask? Because oh no, go I'm ahead. curious. Are you, how this you is your feel? podcast too, right? Okay, <laughs> today, you. just for so, today, just for today. Yeah. So plurality of elders, mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. Um, should all elders teach and preach? I would say no. Definitely no to preach. If they can, fine. But I don't think it's a requirement to preach. Uh, I think Paul is clear that a requirement to be an elder is the ability to teach. And I think teaching takes a lot of different pathways, right? Right. We have six elders at our church. One is our primary preaching elder. Clearly, I would say preaching falls under the um, larger umbrella of teaching. Michael is another one of our elders. And he teaches on Wednesday nights. He'll teach Sunday school on Sunday mornings. Um, we, you know, he'll, he'll meet with people and teach in one-on-one settings. Right. Uh, we've got another guy who is an associate pastor. So he's, we have two pastors on staff. Um, he's primarily with the youth and young adults, very much in a teaching role. Uh, we've got another pastor who actually is a teacher by vocation. Okay. He'll also teach on Sunday mornings. Uh, we have another one who is our music minister Okay, a lot. We'll preach some, we'll teach some. He's not doing it a lot, but definitely has the ability to and, and does it several times a year, Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we've got another guy, uh, Tim, who is a, a biblical counselor by vocation. And I think that that is absolutely a different type of teaching. Uh, yeah, that's pastoring, sure. counseling, it's more one-on-one, but even he will come along and, and teach Sunday school classes and things like that periodically. Yeah. So all six of them have the ability to teach and exercise it, but in very, very different ways yeah. that yeah. complement and kind of cover all of the different gaps that are needed to be covered. 
for sure. I'll uh, and and our question I'll give you guys a heads up. Well, I don't know if I should say our question that Sarah wants to ask in this podcast. No, that no, 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 no spoilers. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, what are you doing? Well, yeah. I have a question then. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't I preach? <laughs> Why can't I? No, that's actually not my question. But we can talk about that because I'm I'm fine talking about that. But I was just gonna ask. What well, that's do you an feel ironic like? thing, dude. Never mind. You're good. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I need that permission. Am I allowed to speak? Yes, right now? you're good to go. Okay. You're good to go. I, have to ask my, I was about my to husband. say, Kiefer, you need to keep that woman in check. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Man, you need to then, preach through first Timothy. If a Timothy. feminist oh, just yeah. wants to start listening, and this is the podcast they start with, yeah, please know we're joking. We're, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, but what kind of Are like we? screening in a way? It, like, obviously, I'm assuming anyone who teaches on a regular basis or at all has to be a member, right? But um, before somebody can teach or preach, does your pastor like really get to know them, or is there like some sort of, um, you know, because you're not to let anybody just walk in and start teaching the flock, right? Well, yes and no. Which I was thinking about this the other day because, like, sometimes you have missionaries in, yeah, who you don't really know, mm-hmm. but but they come from an organization, and I guess you're putting your trust in that organization mm-hmm. when they come yeah. in and teach or, or preach, mm-hmm. yeah. And so you kind of open up. But I guess if there's someone that's kind of homegrown, we kind of have we have a just a practical standard for us. We obviously they. Need, we Which have they don't exceptions. tell you until after the fact. <laughs> they don't tell you the standards for teaching until you've passed them. I found that interesting. Well, true or not true? <laughs> I don't. We're not trying to hide it. I mean, uh, someone, <laughs> but we would like for someone to be here about a year. Okay. That's that's not a rough. That's not like a legalistic rule. Like no. he can't teach because he's got three more days. But. It just gives someone time that you get to know right. them. They get to know you. Okay. That it's not like yeah. a flash in the pan type of thing. So there's time to, to know someone's character before right. you let them. And theology. Right. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. and I'll say, like, I am a teacher in our church, but there are certain topics that I cannot teach mm-hmm. because I am not in alignment with our elders, particularly eschatology. We are a progressive dispensational church by our statement of faith. And I am not a progressive dispensationalist. Right. That's open. That's discussed. It's not. We're not combative about it. But they've also said because of your position on this, we're not going to let you teach eschatology. And you know what? Okay, that that makes sense to me does because. What? I said, does anyone really want to teach eschatology? Which is <laughs> a hard subject to teach. So yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I definitely it. would. I think it's fun. I also yeah. I, I I agree with that because I think unity. Right. Um, in the essentials of doctrine, mm-hmm. yeah. precedes uh, eschatology is not an essential. Right. Right. Well, some of the finer points, some some of the core pieces of eschatology. Right. Jesus is returning. I mean, like yeah. there's some big things that if we're not in agreement on that, <laughs> I'm questioning your salvation. Quite, but yeah, yeah. once we get outside of that, you know, pre mill, ah mill, post mill, um, is there a rapture? Is there not a rapture? I mean, that type of stuff is so secondary. I'm not in agreement. Now, they don't mind me talking to people about my position. And or, I try not to be overly evangelistic towards the Al-Mill position that I hold. And so there's a, like a general respect in, right. in that kind of... Or if it happens nice. to come up like there's verses like as we're teaching through First John that you or through Luke. Yeah. There's times that you've said, you know, and if you have a Al-Mill position, this is maybe how you would interpret this verse. And we're not... 
that's different than saying, all right, I'm going to teach through Revelation yeah. And, yeah. and Daniel and Matthew 24 or 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like what, because we did, we're, right now we're teaching through First John, but we just got done with Luke not too long ago. And there were some pieces where it came up and I said, <clears throat> this is what the church believes. This is what I think that this is actually saying. And we're just going to move on. Like right. it didn't get into a knockdown drag out. We, yeah. So I think that's good there. I think that's really cool. And like, and we had that some. We have a fair amount of post mill uh, in our in our in our our body, and uh, and then we have uh, different. You know, some people fall on the the a mill, but non partial preteristic or fully preteristic or you know stuff like that. Y'all uh, have full preterists? I think we have a full preter. I may be wrong. Isn't I'm that trying- problematic? That's pretty problematic, I would say. I mean, that, that's uh, no. Wait, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We don't. We don't. That's okay. Wrong. I was gonna say no, like no, no, full no, no, preterism no. to me is like, are you a believer? Because everything's done. Right. Yeah. No. 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 I'm sorry. No, <laughs> okay. we do not. We do not have that. Uh, we have a post. We have a couple post mill. I'm mixing preteristic and post mill piece. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, like fully. Well, every word that starts with a P means the same thing. So I, I get it. But no, we have some who are like full on hardcore post mill. Are they some... theonomists? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. I don't even know what that word means. Theonomists? Uh, they... They, they check your tonsils. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, l- largely it's people who believe that government ought to be ruled by God's law. Okay. So it's it's... I don't know that they always go to the Mosaic Law necessarily. Like, we're not necessarily saying we should be Old Testament Israel. Yeah. I should have no, gotten no, that no, from yeah, the yeah. and yeah. I yeah. should have gotten God Law. Like yeah, a yeah. like a Jeff Durbin is, yeah. is into that. Not as aggressive as Bonson was, I think. Greg but, uh, Greg Bonson, yeah. yes. And uh, but anyway, so and but we have that diversity. But we all worship together, and it's not like well, we're out, you yeah. know. And that's and that's how you kind of end up with a, a, a church on every corner. Yeah, uh, over kind of open-handed issues, but and I think there's definitely things that, especially how it pertains to your idea of worship, that you may need to divide over, but not grumbly, not like hateful, but yeah, um, you know, if you have certain expectations from what your service is going to look like versus someone else, then you probably need to divide. But I, I think we the trend for our churches has been so don't ask questions, don't. Don't pretend like people had different views, and that's partly what why we're seeing, you know, some of the exodus out because our children are just not taught to think well and go, oh, there yeah. may be someone who has a yeah. different opinion on this. Let me think critically about it and examine it. And what do I really think, and why do I really think it? Those types of questions. And how big of a deal is it? Right. Because because you, you and I aren't in lockstep on some issues. Right. But nothing essential. Right, and if you put everything in that first category, then <laughs> you, yeah, who are you going to fellowship with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, there's a quote by James White on that that I think is fantastic. He said, "If everything is primary, then you have to draw a really tiny circle, stand on tiptoe, and eventually you're going to be out of your own circle." Yeah. You know, right. I mean, so it just yeah, it's right. so ridiculous. All right. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about? We can carry this discussion over into the next podcast. But we're actually we, we that's one podcast in, that's the, a, in the books. That's a mega, actually. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's I talked to you about no jumbo. I think jumbo is the jumbo. Yeah, jumbo. yeah it's okay, not mega ahead. or ultra. Right. All right. So you want to close this out? Sure. Think well. Do justice. Love mercy and walk humbly. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.
You've been listening to Mike and Mike Theology Plus, the podcast where we talk about all things related to Christian theology. 